Hello and welcome to another Tales of the Terrified Ter- No, Tormented Ter- Tales of Tormented Space. space. I think I know that by now. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. Hey, I'm still messing up the sort of ending. I mean, I just had it like t- Tales of Tales of the Uncharted Territories, and then like they had to go to Tormented Space, and where they've been for the I, th- I think possibly possibly as long as we've been. When how long have we been doing these fanfics? Oh no, we we definitely. Split did these before when it was still the uh, uh, oh. t- because that we started it off as tales of the uncharted territories. Yeah, I'm just thinking like which season did we start? I don't even remember. Ooh, I think we started after season two. All right, sounds but about right. I think the first two seasons we did uh, one a week, and then we uh, at the beginning of season three we went to a biweekly. Yeah, it's uh, it's helped Farscape last this long, but now we've just watched season four, episode seventeen, Constellation of Doubt, mm-hmm. and we're following that up with another fanfic from the Terra Firmers Scapers forum. Mm-hmm. Once again, from their episode fillers section, thank you so much. It was originally posted on Kansas, and it is written by a SETI fan. Well, SETI fan, really. Yes, as in the search for extraterrestrial yes. intelligence. Yeah. Uh. Setting during ACOD? Constellation of Doubt. Oh, right, yes, that makes sense. Rating G, maybe PG for language. Mm. Spoilers up to WSS, PR3. Mm. Oh, stop. Then we can't do this one. No, I think... Actually, screech, screech, so sorry about that. (laughs) Uh, Quick edit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, gosh. What are we going to do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad moy, bad moy. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when she comes for you? Okay, now I want an evil universe, like, you know, an evil mustache universe, Moya. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. That would have been kind of like, I mean, they've done so many body swap episodes. Doing doing a one where Moya actually gets swapped around would kind of be like that Doctor Who episode where the TARDIS <gasps> the gets... The wife? Yes. Oh, yes, that'd be amazing. <laughs> and have that with Moya and like a very confused... <laughs> Maybe in Chiana's body or something. That probably would suit... I was just thinking, or Pilot. That would be... That would be... Oh, that, would, that wouldn't be half as fun if like Pilot and Moya body swapped. No, that true. Like, no, no, you, that, that's... I mean, they know each other way too well. I mean, that would just barely be a... Uh, I mean, like, he's lying! He's lying! I've always been with you whenever he says, like, me and Moya. <laughs> oh, wow! <laughs> Please! <laughs> You've been lying to you this whole time. He's got Stockholm Syndrome. It's like, Jesus, that's dark! <laughs> okay, let's go with this one. All right, so, again, originally poisoned in Kansas, we didn't have to change that, but it is written by Aaron Crichton, which we have read from before. Oh, yes, always the dependable one, Aaron Crichton. We really should thank them. Yes, so, uh, same setting, spoilers, disclaimers, and she is once, or they are, again, very sorry. Okay, I'm still freaked out, but I couldn't help this. Thanks to Ship Sister and Crystal Moon for a quick look-see, but blame it all on me entirely. Aww. Something to hold on to. Where, where they say, I'm still freaked out, but couldn't help this. Disclaimer's the usual, and I'm sorry. Didn't I just read that? Oh, did you? Sorry. I, I, I'm just barely catching up. Okay, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not used to having to like pick out a new fanfiction while fair, we're reading fair, one. Fair, I'm, fair. I'm generally better prepared. Apologies. So, something to hold on to. 
The storage room on tier 13 in the middle of the sleep cycle wasn't exactly the setting he'd imagined for this, but he didn't care anymore. It didn't matter anymore. The wares and the hows, he had to do it. Couldn't waste any more time. They'd been through so much. He'd put her through so much with his attempts to keep Scorpy from figuring out that Aaron's son was the key to John Crichton. She deserved something to hang on to. So did he. He paced back and forth, tracing a path around the storage crates, anxious, impatient, waiting for Aaron to arrive. God, he was a mess. His stomach fluttered, and he felt like a teenager on his first date. He strained to hear her footsteps in the corridor. Not that he would hear if she didn't want to be heard. Yeah, and also, she sits in corridors now. It's oh, season yes. four, dude. She just oh, sits yes. down. He smoothed his t-shirt. What color? Hmm. Inquiring minds want to know. And tugged at his pants. Never mind that they couldn't possibly even be wrinkled as tight as they were. <laughs> <laughs> he declared himself officially insane when he found himself using his hand to shine a dusty metallic plate so that he could make sure his hair was neat and he didn't have anything stuck between his teeth. He hadn't been this nervous centuries ago, back in the other life, when he'd planned to ask Alec to marry him. Of course. He told himself wryly, you didn't know the universe was out to frell you then. And besides, Alex, for all that he thought he loved her, hell, he had loved her, Alex hadn't been his soulmate, his center, his reason for living. Hey, this is assuming that Alex is genuinely real and not a, a, a Delvian mind-frelled memory. Point. Which yeah. is also still possible, kind of? I guess, yes. But we might as well go for it. Hey, Aaron purred, sneaking up behind him and snaking her arms around his waist. <coughs> edit, edit, edit. Just a pause. <laughs> Penny for your thoughts. He could feel the warm chuckle from her throat as she rubbed her cheek on his back, and he knew everything was going to be perfect. Mm. He turned around, still in her arms, and kissed her so passionately he thought he was going to pass out. Especially when she returned the heat and up the level plastering herself against him. Oh, God, he wanted her, mm. as his body was making abundantly clear to both of them. Still, propose first, make mad, passionate love later. Reluctantly, he drew back. Oh, he's nice and sort of old-fashioned that way. Yeah, yeah. Reluctantly, he drew back. Not surprisingly, she knew something was up. About those thoughts? He said, those would be Aaron, kiss, Aaron, Kiss and Aaron, he assured her, ending on another kiss. She leaned back far enough to see his face and searched his eyes. Apparently reassured by what she read there, she prodded, Well, what then? He thought fleetingly of getting down on one knee and doing this properly, but she wouldn't understand it anyway, and he would only feel silly. So he stayed where he was, standing face to face with her, their arms wrapped around each other. Aaron, you know how I feel about you, he began solemnly, only to have her dissolve in giggles. What? he demanded. It's not how to tell that, she smirked, pressing her body lightly against him. Her mouth, His mouth twitched, and he said, You're making it hard to be serious here, babe. I'm sorry, she said, and though she didn't look very contrite, she settled down and let him talk. I have something for you. He reached over to a nearby crate for the small black box with his mother's <gasps> rings on it. Oh. Without opening, he said, Olivia gave this to me just before we left Earth. Well, if it was a gift for you, then I can't possibly, Aaron began, but he interrupted her. Uh, she gave it to me because she knew I had someone to give these to. They were my mother's. He opened the box and turned it to show the rings inside to Aaron. She looked at them and froze, then looked back back at him, tears in her eyes. I know we've never had the chance to talk about the future. Oh, sorry. I know we've never had the chance to talk about the future, he began, and this time she cut him off. Yes, she told him firmly, with a small sniffle. <laughs> he blinked, <laughs> not daring to hope. Yes, what? Yes, she said, cupping his cheek in her hand. 
I will marry you. Heart flooding with joy, he leaned his hand to his head into her... Well, he leaned his head into her hand, yes, mm-hmm. and closed his eyes and said the first thing that came to mind. How did you know that was what I was going to ask? Oh, paranoid again. Yeah. Erin nodded her head at the rings and told him cheerfully, while we were on Earth, I watched a lot of television. <laughs> yeah, she sure, sure did. Yes. It's educational. I know, right? <laughs> But at the words television, his happiness and his future abruptly vanished into the shards of an improbably perfect dream. He jerked upright, all too bitterly aware that he was alone, in his darkened room on Moya, the sound of the television impinging slightly on his consciousness. Oh, Emptiness came crashing in over the remnants of the dream he desperately wished... Oh, shush it. Emptiness... Edit, edit, edit. Emptiness came crashing in over the remnants of the dream he desperately wished had been the truth. Aaron was gone. Oh. In the hands of Scarron Butchers. Oh, no. And his mother's wedding's ring were exactly where he'd put them when he'd returned from Earth. Mm-hmm. He'd never even opened the box, much less shown them to Aaron. Talks about the future with her. There was so much else to still talk about. It wasn't the right time. It was never the right time. Eh, bad timing. Yeah. He dug the heels of his hands into his eyes, then tried to focus on the television set in front of him. The goddamn television Aaron had brought for him. It mocked him now as he watched himself and his sister on the screen. Oh. She's waiting for you, Livy said on the television. Bless his sister for being so perceptive. Or maybe damn her for it. You think I don't know that, Olivia, he said to the image on the television, voice raspy from interrupted sleep. His stomach was hollow and his head was pounding, and it was never going to get any better, not until he found Aaron, got her back. He stared at the screen until Aaron showed up again, talking to Bobby, little cousin-slash-nephew Bobby. <laughs> it helped a little to see her there, or maybe it made it hurt more. No matter, he couldn't look away. Something about that damned documentary was trying to give him a clue. Tell me where you are, baby, he whispered. You know I'll be there in a heartbeat. Just tell me where you are. She was waiting for him. He was strong. He would hold on to that until he figured out the riddle. And someday, somehow, in some future where the fates were kind to them, she would wear his mother's rings. Oh, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> wouldn't it be nice? <laughs> <laughs> and then they could indeed, she could indeed be Erin Crichton, if that's how Sebastian yes. naming traditions no work, idea. or she decides to go along with yeah. it. Oh, thank you so much for this last minute contribution. Oop, I have just, in fact, possibly just clicked it away. Which one was it? Something to hold on to. That was the one, this right? This was something to hold on to by Erin uh, Crichton. Thank you so much for saving my bacon. We'll see you next week for Season 4, Episode 18, Prayer. Hey, I'm getting good at the math. As always, we're delighted to have you joining us for these Tales from Tormented Space. I'm Kaki. I'm Kay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>